Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they cannot get to work. Danny, Danny, oh fuck that up, you're not Danny, you're That's all right, let's keep going, I'm Oh Joel. no, I've just been oh, doing be Danny, something with like. Danny, I've just been doing something with Danny Ward and I said Danny a lot. And you can't and forget the, about him. And the script is right in front of me and it says Danny about 10 times, that's weird isn't it? Um, that's it, yeah. So, um, well, it's, it's Joel's here. Hey, Joel's here. Joel's here. You know Danny. I know Danny. I've met fr- Danny friend, a couple of times. Fr- friend of the show. Yeah, um, I like Danny. He's a good we'll start, guy. We've we'll started... But uh, I'm not him. No, you're not. You're not. You're not him. But I wish he's, I was. Do you? Yeah. Why? He's really tall. He is. Oh, have you got an issue about not being tall? No, I am quite tall, but... Not, I'm not you'd Danny like Ward. Be, you'd tall. like to be a bit taller, Danny Ward. I'm like, I'm like six foot one. Yeah, but I'm Danny Ward height. So, yeah, but you don't wear it as well as Danny Ward. What? What, what do you mean? I don't wear it. When when Danny Ward walks into a room, you know Danny Ward's in that room. You sort of shuffle in. You know, shuffle you're in. You're a bit. You're a bit stooped. Yeah. Stooped. Um, I think people out there that have met you and Danny Ward, they would all guess that Danny Ward was about six inches taller than you. Six inches taller i'm taller than him no way yes i bloody well am no way yes yes we, we've had this discussion and we measured <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true yeah i was a little bit taller oh yeah okay well, All right. sorry yeah, well, well he's got he's got better posture than me i think definitely definitely i've got scoliosis mate so oh well All don't right. have a don't have a pop <laughs> so um uh, yeah, yeah, that, we, we've got a little project, Danny Ward and I, and uh, and uh, previous guest, Gareth Richards, and uh, so we'll, I'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, probably, maybe next week even. So, exciting. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's bloody exciting. It's very exciting. Um, so, uh, what's been happening? Joel, got any news? Uh, not really. I'm still out there running all the time. Out there running? I started running, Joel. Oh, well done, mate. Yeah, because, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got to go to the gym and I keep fit, but I don't do yeah. running. I don't like running, never have. Um, my ankles click, uh, and that okay. just put, uh, puts me off. Just, just Wear headphones. Constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah, good, good point. Um, but I wore my basketball shoes for the yeah. run, and my ankles didn't click. So I think it's all to do with ankle support. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I started running. Uh, not very good at it yet. 
I did um, about a half hour running. That's very, good. Slow pace, very slow. Struggled up hills. That's all right. Is it? You got plenty of time to get good. Yeah, at it? I'm going to do it every night. Well, not every night. Oh, mate, well done. Why not? Fine. Fair. Thank. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much, John. Yeah. I had a I had a, a running joke. Um, it didn't work particularly well. Um, I would have I would have been a long distance running champion if it wasn't for those meddling Kenyans. <laughs> I think I've seen you do that joke. I think it's a good joke. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I did it. I, I think just as soon as you say the Kenyans, people go, oh, is he having a, is this racist? It's not racist. There's Kenyans when, are very good at long distance running, so they're the best example. When you just said there that you had a running joke, I thought you were <laughs> going to say it was like, oh, there's something in that, mate. There you go. Did that, as in a running joke? Yeah. I think, oh, I think that's been done to death, mate. I think that's been done yeah. to bloody death. But, Probably you has. know. Yeah. So there you go. Um, last week, who did we have last week? Oh, I'll tell you what, Joel, we were literally just discussing before we came on the podcast on the phone. We were chatting and we were just saying how the days are just bloody flying by, aren't they? And it feels like I'm always uh, always about to talk to you on the phone. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What, what, yeah. I don't, I can't remember who, who was last week. I felt like it was it Gareth. It was yes. Gareth. It was Gareth it was. Richards. Ah, oh, lovely stuff. That was a good episode. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, if you haven't, well, you would have enjoyed it if you haven't heard it. Go back. Have Go and listen, listen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any feedback, at Jokes with Mark, across all social media. Um, and this week, we have got Scott Bennett. Scotty boy. Uh, Scott Bennett is here. Take, take him. <laughs> So are there any bits that you were working on that you couldn't quite get get working? Any bits that mm. you like? Well, there is there is a couple of bits. This is for that show or just generally? Anything you want, mate. Oh, I've got a couple of examples actually. I mean, I'll give you one. I'll give you one bit that I really like, and on paper, I think it's a really good joke. And actually, Gary Delaney gave me the topper. Okay. So now I'll tell you the joke. So basically, I, I talk about. I have a story about being on holiday when we took the kids on holiday and um, basically we went, we, we, we got to the hotel late so we just went for a meal and, and I, I sort of talk about going for a meal with my family now and my young kids. I always have a fantasy where I just want to be able to leave the restaurant without apologising to the staff on the way out. Uh, <laughs> not not for, the be- for their behaviour just for the state of the table right i said because because we leave that table i said i tell you we wear hoodies to go to dinner now because we pop pop them up on the way out like nonsense being bundled into a police van because the shame the shame of how we've left the table is beyond reproach like so the joke was i said oh if you want to know the state we leave that table it's a bit like america uh, leaves a war zone I said, like, there's oil everywhere, you know, people are on the floor wailing and praying. Um, and I said, uh, the only difference is, is that we're happy to pay the bill. So that that was a joke. And I and I really love that joke as a as a as a bit of sort of wordplay or, cl- or sort of clever writing. But it used to get nothing and he didn't get anything oh. in any of the. And I, and I think what it's. A ca- Why do you think that is? Do you think they just missed the actual point? you're making i know i think what it is is i think they see me as a certain type of character on stage as a certain Mm -hmm. type of person so it's sort of affable dad 
frustrated dad, sort of likable, approachable, accessible. Every man. Every man. And uh, which sounds like a clothing range for BHS, doesn't it? Every man. <laughs> uh, but but um, the thing is, then when I started doing stuff that had a political flavour to it, I think they pulled back on it. Oh, and right. and that's how I because like it came out of nowhere. You yeah, mean. and it came out of nowhere. And why are you why are you talking about war zones and why are you talking about? Yeah, because you've gone through the, the whole just chat like observational about taking your family out yeah. for a meal. I suppose it is a bit of a swerve. Yeah, and I suppose it's just I enjoyed the there's oil everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was like yeah, a little. Yeah. It, it it made me laugh, but yeah, it just didn't translate through my through the filter of my voice. You see. So like there's been there's been other jokes before and I'll tell you this one this is a true story. What was the Gary Delaney topper? The Gary Delaney was uh, topper was uh, the only difference is you pay the bill. Oh okay. So that was oh, his okay. yeah, 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 topper. Yeah. But is the interesting Did that work? No because it lost steam on the earlier bit, you see. Right. So yeah. <laughs> it's a weird and I tell you I had another routine. This isn't in the show, but I'll tell you this one. I've got a couple that had this same effect right so this is one i tried at a new material night and this happened in real life and it really made me laugh uh and see what you think so it's a true story this is in 2001 so this was oh what was it wow <laughs> yeah back yeah. back november november 19 two, years ago yeah november 2001 my wife Gemma, and i we were flying to new york so it was straight after the terrorist attacks everything was a bit uneasy and a bit weird and flight and we we got a cheap flight obviously we'd never been to new york before <laughs> we'd never been to new york before so we got on the we got on the plane and obviously everything everyone was a bit of a uh, high alert and everyone was a little bit tense and we were sat there ready to go and uh, a middle eastern looking guy came on on his own to the flight right came on on his yeah. own sat down a couple of seats in front of us no one else with him. He had the seat on his own. And uh, we we took off and everything. And sort of through the flight, he kept getting up and going to the toilet. Now, oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you can see, so, so straight away, there's a, like an element. This is complete. I'm not embellishing this for comic effect, right? So everyone was looking, yeah. everyone was looking round. And everyone, you could feel people were trying to read the books. They were trying to watch the telly. But you could tell every time he got up, Everyone looked down the aisle, and he used to get. He came back to the toilet, and he sat down again. Twenty minutes, and that, and then, and it got to the point where Gemma nudged me and said, and sort of indicated, and I sort of said to her, you know, words to the effect of, "Let's not be those people. Let's not be those people to to judge, you know, to make those snap decisions. You know, it's as equally as difficult for people who have Middle Eastern appearance in this current climate as it is for anyone else. It's more difficult, you know, because mm. it's brought." through an atmosphere of suspicion and tension. So anyway, as she said, just just forget about it. Look, it's ridiculous. I said, this is not, you know, there's so much security now, you'd have to be a lunatic to try anything now, right? Anyway, <laughs> about five minutes later, I mean... five minutes later, he gets up again. Now I'm getting a bit nervous, right? Because he got up when the seatbelt signs came off and I was like, "That's the that was the M.O., that was the M.O. for, you know, I kept expecting him to open the overhead locker and put a red bandana on or something. I was shit. And he started to really panic me. And I was sitting and I'm looking around. And I'm thinking, right, well, well, maybe this is how it happens. You know, no one alerts, alerts the aerostat. You can't, you know, is it bad for me to look, you know, like I'm borderline xenophobic or, or racist just to, 
You know, is it is it say it, see it, sort and before that slogan was existed, you know, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So I was mm. like, do I flag this? Anyway, I was sort of plucking up. What do I say? How do you even word that? I don't like the look of... You can't say that. That makes you sound hideous. So anyway, <laughs> he comes back out the toilet and he sits down and I sort of look round for an aerostess or something and then <laughs> this was the best one. He puts his headphones on, mate, starts watching his thing and Gemma taps me and says, it's all right, you don't need to worry. He's watching Mr. B. <laughs> <laughs> you see it's a lot of a build up for a laugh isn't it but that is totally true and I just love the fact that Mr Bean Mr Bean is the you know what? what's that international, saying international yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of accent he's watching Mr Bean we're alright everyone stand down he's watching Mr Bean and that was and that I, I told that to uh, I laugh for ages about that and i've tried it on stage nothing mate nothing but you laughed you found it funny it's so silly so what 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 is the reaction when you do it are there so there's no laughs on the route to the no of course not it's one of them in it where they 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 looking at me going is he a massive racist (laughs) you know and people yeah well so yeah maybe they're getting tense because of that but then i always thought you know what it's like tension equals a bigger laugh doesn't it supposed to but but... but there can be too much I think (laughs) tension equals a bigger laugh mate you've got us at knife point I'm not going to laugh after this you've got a a bomb strapped to your body I don't know yeah because that's an interesting one because that is funny yeah it is so you've got got one thing where because we're talking on the podcast and I know you and you said it's true. I totally believed it was true. Yeah, it is. So, it is. So, not... so that's that's why I found that particularly funny, I think, because that happened. Yeah. But with an audience, sometimes if you go, this is a true story, they go, mm, <laughs> No, it's not. not. Yeah, yeah. So, I know what you mean. And I always think that about comedy. I always think there has to be a grain of truth or there has yeah. to be, it has to be so just a statement. And that that, I told that as a, this happened, and I think I think in, the the difference I find is that in Edinburgh, that sort of stuff works better. Right, yeah, because once they're they, willing to see it, but, and... yeah, th- there's an element of oh. you know. So you... Did you only try it in club gigs? Yeah, I only tried it in club gigs, and I never tried it in um in a theatre mm. room. And 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 I think I think sometimes you're right. I I always wrestle with that in comedy because I'm an embellisher of the truth. And I'm yeah. an exaggerator. And when the audience sniffs that it's gone too far, I'm acutely aware of that. And I've got that in some of my routines <laughs> where I, yeah. I know I'm pushing it a bit. And the funniest stuff you have... I've got is where I'm telling the truth and then I'm going, imagine this, or I'm twisting it to then go off on a flight of fancy. Once you've Once you've built the framework and you've... I think that's the skill of comedy. See... If you've built the framework and go this is the truth, but then this is the fantasy, and they're with you on that, you can be as funny as you like then. I think it's just if mm. you go, I've got a mate who, you know, stuck a snake up his arse, or I don't know, do you know what I mean? I, that's not true yeah, either, but yeah. you know, do you know what I'm saying? That, that you've got like those comics who go like, you know, and then this happened, and you're like, well, it didn't, mate, did it? It clearly didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then you lose all, everything you say after that loses any credibility. So with that with that bit, because yeah. obviously that's such a big build-up for one punch. Yeah. Did you ever try and sort of 
go further with it. What do you mean? Because you could, could you not like, could you not sort of give an, another example of some like what next or, or another example of something tense and then an example? Oh, it's okay. He's, he's not going to mug me. He's got a such and such piece t-shirt on. Oh, like different. Yeah, we see. I didn't. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think we were workshopping it now. I know what you mean. I think that could be <laughs> that could be quite good. But like, yeah, because if someone came up to you with a knife. And said, yeah. and then, but you look down, and in the other hand, he's got a apple, or a, <laughs> or, yeah, or yeah. you'd be like, he's not mummy, he's just out for an impromptu picnic, you know that that could yeah, be the he's just peeling, he's just peeling on the move and angry, <laughs> and he needs my mobile phone as a light. You see, that's that could work. <laughs> Maybe that's what I needed to do. See, this is why this is why your joke caliber writing got you a mock the week, my friend. You've just. <laughs> unlocked that bit of material i think i think i backed off it i was a bit scared of it that that joke mm. and i backed off it because it didn't fit with the rest of my stand-up but i really like there is something i have got it I, in my material i've got it underlined under a bit i've got that bit as a bit of stuff where i'm talking about awkwardness or social tension yeah. or suspicion because i've got another story mm. if you want to hear this that i've tried I yeah. don't know. Shall I just waffle on? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Go well, for I've it, got, I've got another one. Again, this is totally true, right? <laughs> so this, this again is something that's these fit in a show that I haven't yet done. Um, so this is like I was out when I do gigs. Sometimes I go and find somewhere to walk around in the day. I mean, you've been for your one walk, haven't you? So you know the joy <laughs> yeah. of it. And I yeah. um, basically, <laughs> I go and I, and I go and find somewhere to walk. So I went and walked. I was in Preston, uh, and you know, where was it now? It was a while ago when the frog still existed. So that's a oh, yeah, while that, ago. I mean, I, I didn't even gig there. Yeah, and I went for a walk around this park, and because I didn't know where I was, I just got in this country park, so I was in civilian clothes, I had a, a bottle of water, and I thought, I'm just going to walk around this park, and I just set off, and it was beautiful. And I walked around this park, and I passed a group of youth on a bench, all smoking weed, and they sort of looked at me, and I carried on walking, and then I got right round this park, and I didn't know where I was going, and I got back to where I came from, and I thought, well, I'd, I've, I've, that only took 25 minutes. I want to go again. It's such a lovely day, but I don't know where I am. So I, so I took the same route. So I carried on walking again, and I walked past the same weed-smoking youth, and I carried on. And as I was walking up the path, I, I, I felt presence of someone behind me, and it was one of these lads. And he mm. shouted, he said, good afternoon, officer. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm not a policeman. And he says, well, what are you doing? And I says, well, I'm just out for a walk, mate. And he says, are you undercover? I was like, well, no. I said, I'm just out for the, a walk. <laughs> and then he went, are you a pervert or something? I was like, this is genuinely how the conversation went. And I went, what, what do you mean I'm a, I'm a pervert? I said, you know, I'm just I'm just out for a walk. And then he said, who does that? Who walks round, mate? No one does that. What are you doing? I'm going to ring the police. And I felt like going, well, I was the police a minute ago, mate. Make your mind up. But then, so, so I actually got back. That, that whole interaction happened. And I just thought, like, you can't even go for a... This is the thing about this tension and suspicion we're in. You can't mm. even go for a walk as a man on your own without looking like a 
paedophile. With your dick out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you can't walk with a man shuffling along with your trousers around your ankles. But this is the thing. If I'd have been in Lycra, <laughs> if I'd have been in Lycra walking, fine. If I'd have had a dog lead, even no dog, mate, just shouting for an imaginary dog, fine. Yeah. If I'd have been hands in hand in hand with a child, even if it wasn't my child, they'd have let me go. But because you're on your own, element of suspicion. So that is... That's I've tried that as a routine, but this is there's a long that's a long way to go from being stand, a stand up routine. That's more a thing that happened, and this is the problem yeah. sometimes. That that fits in the same category as that one on the plane. That's not my style of punchiness that that really yes. works, you know. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, you'd have to get because in with the, I felt felt like there would feel like with the conversation part that you can there's laughs there. Yeah. Like, like, there's a nice sort of you could, as long as you get the wording right, you could get a few beats of laughter out of the exchange. Because I, I like the callback that he said, "Call the police." There's definitely a way you can make that a minute ago. I, I, I was the police, or you say, oh, "I haven't got my phone on me," or do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I looked down. He had a knife, and he was peeling some fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There and you he go. was watching Mr. Bean. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just interesting because I have. I have bits of stand-up like that. I am I am genuinely at the moment trying to write stand-up that isn't about being a dad in his forties. That is my sort of goal now, is to write stand-up that doesn't sound like me. That's my next task for the next few years. Okay. And I'm de- well, to make a point. Well, no, just to come away from what I do normally because I want to drag my audience with me. I want to develop as a comic and go for. I think sometimes as a comic, if you're doing stuff about family, it's fine, but and and you can write stuff that's original. But sometimes it's low hanging fruit or it's tre- right. treading ground that's been done before. I want to go for stuff that's more niche or more like in my new show. I had a a, a, a whole bit about fantasizing about being in a monastery and being a monk okay. and living like a monk. That was that's in the new show and that works really okay. really well. Because it, it's something completely different from what I normally do. And, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I guess you can also link into it from what you normally do nicely. Because yeah. obviously that's the opposite of what you, where you live now. Yes. And, and, and I think like, um, <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no sort of, there's a weird sort of twist in that I'm spending all day in a shed deprived of <laughs> social contact. I'm, I mean, that's how yeah. I'll, that is how I will key in the rewrite of the show to that bit. You know, I, mm. I, I'm already halfway there to being a monk. I did three months of self-isolation. I'm overqualified, mate. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? i am already got the skills to be a monk. If I start receding, I'm in. You know, <laughs> so so there's there's bits there where I can write it in. So, like, this whole thing is like a live canvas at the moment. But, like, I've always, always find with my stuff is that it's got to fit my voice. It's got to blend with the stuff I've mm. already got. Otherwise, it just sounds like me doing an impression of another comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a bit um, uh, jolty. Yes, going from one bit to the other. Yeah, and and but when you can drag the audience with you, and you bring them in, my God, it's an amazing feeling. Because I had a bit, I had a routine. I'll tell you this as a third. This is the other one I've written down. I had a routine okay. that I tried in my last Edinburgh show, and I couldn't get it to work. And I've got it to work now. So it was a routine. Oh, cool. It was a routine about going to a hand car wash. Now, mm-hmm. uh, basically, it's one of the car washes where you sit there and they clean the car around you. So I'm sat in the car and all these people are washing the car around me. 
Now that yeah. that 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 was a whole routine about how awkward it is and how sexually charged it is when they open the door and you're sat there with your money, and it's like some weird <laughs> transaction. So yeah, so already you're <laughs> laughing at that concept, which is great. So it was that whole thing of the weird sort of subservient of like I've got staff or something, and I had the kids in yeah. the kids in the car. So it's like a weird human safari. And and it never it never worked until I put it in the context of this show. So it comes off the back of me going for a massage and not like being touched. And it's all about yeah. personal space, which obviously again is interesting now with the coronavirus. So there's still mm-hmm. relevant themes in there. <clears throat> so I I I put it in this show off the back of that and straight away it worked. Straight away it started to work because it was it felt like a not a piece about going to a car wash. It felt it was framed within, I can't oh, wow. relax. I can't relax because I don't like things being done for me. And then I'm, right. and then, and, and it's amazing how just changing that frame, reframing that makes it. And then the bits from then was about the state of my car and about the shame of it and about, and then the bit after that was like how, you know, I'm watching other men do the job that I should be doing. You know, and all this sort of yeah. stuff. And, like, <laughs> the one thing now with the coronavirus is we're all having to wash our own cars, which has tilted that on its head a bit, hasn't it? And um, <laughs> so then so then that whole thing um, goes into... I mean, into I, a... I'm not going to be washing my car during coronavirus. Uh, have you got a car? Or, oh, you're just yeah, not going yeah. out there? No, I know what you no, mean. No, I'm not going to be washing it. I don't, I don't, no, I don't care. If <laughs> <laughs> you've got a drive... yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a gravel one, drive. four miles long. I'm only joking. Of course it's not. Um, <laughs> but um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. When you did that, when you went from print, print so that you tried, you had it in. Were you just doing it in new material nights, or yeah. had you tried it in your? I, cup I had it in new material nights, and how I had it in my previous show. <clears throat> I'm trying to think how I framed it differently. I had it in a different way. I had it in a different. It wasn't about me in that sort of context. <laughs> I'm trying to think now how I framed it. 
Has um, he changed the wording of the bit, or yes, it just was literally just I've changed, off of the back? I've of changed the no, I've changed the run up to it, and I've changed the way I am and who I am in the bit. I've put myself in the bit. It was just an observational bit before about being okay, in a cat, and yeah. now I've said I, me, in that situation, react in this way, and it's made it so work. You, so you put it as in. I, I like you did it. Yeah, I'm so in that, this rather than yeah, and rather than it being it. a stood back from observation, I've now said right. I feel like this, and that is the key to a lot of my stand up. As soon as I put yeah. myself in the bit, it becomes funnier, and it becomes that's the, that's the same with one liners as well. I find uh, if I if I so, so I used to have I have sometimes I go someone said this and I thought. And then do the joke. Yes, which never works as well as if I I relay the conversation as if it actually happens. So yeah, that's the same. That's the same thing. I guess. well, it's a magic trick, isn't it? It's smokescreen, but it still works <clears throat> because people want to know how you react in that moment, and people don't want a load of generic observations. People think they do because they watch McIntyre. And mm. not saying Mac. This is the interesting thing about McIntyre. He's so good that he smuggles in. He, you're thinking he's making generic observations. He's actually in every bit he's doing. He is the yeah. he is in the bit. He owns the, the bit. The way he presents it. And the way he owns that bit makes it funnier. So like, I always think that st- when you're in the middle of the bit and you're living it, like I've got a routine about being in my last show. Again, this was interesting because at Edinburgh, it never really got the response I wanted it to, which is about me being the only dad at playgroup. And me, okay. me infiltrating a woman's WhatsApp group and being involved with all these women and going to coffee mornings and being the surrogate mum. And I had this whole bit about me playing off the dads and seeding sort of arguments so they can have them when they get home from work and stuff. And it worked mm. fine. It was a nice sort of like Othello. It was a character in Othello sort of meddling. And it worked really fine. But I, as soon as I added on the tour a bit about me... Um, being worried about another dad joining, so I, I sort of said, "Oh, when another <laughs> when another dad joins, I'm going to have to protect my territory. I'm going to have to face him off in the car park." And as soon as I added those a routine about me stopping another dad joining and threatening him and chasing him away, it got even funnier to the point where that whole routine got applause breaks. Then, and it's just interesting. So you would sell that as in that happened. Well, he did. The, the 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 truth of the routine is. I am the only dad at playgroup and I am in a woman's WhatsApp group. That is the truth. Yeah. But the whole thing of adding the dimension of stepping back and going, well, I'm going to have to protect my territory. I'm going to have to fight off any other dad. And then as you add that together, that came from being on tour, that bit. That bit grew from three minutes to eight minutes. And And then it became funnier and funnier and funnier because it's sort of, you're still adding something that people believe because they go, well, of course, he didn't do that. But I believe he's now so obsessed with being in this gossip group that he will fight to protect it. You see? Yeah, yeah. And that's where the stand-up gets really good because you're not you're writing stuff that's about you that no one else can write. You see what I mean? That's that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when I know you've hit on observational stand-up. That's the level I want to get to, which feels like it's coming from you, but it's still observational because that, that's the golden seal. That if you can do something mm-hmm. where People laugh at the recognition of, oh, he's a dad at playgroup. He's defending his territory, and that's a funny line. Well, you've got it then, haven't you? You've got the three-pronged yeah, yeah. attack, you know. There you go. Perfect. That's really interesting that you just 
just because because that's totally different like what i do is like that that's just all foreign to me like the first the fact that a bit can start working just for where you how you come off another bit that's really interesting well also as well it's context and it's it's putting yourself in the bit and it's and it's what is that i often now look in my edinburgh shows in particular is what is that bit saying about me and if it's not saying anything or moving the theme forward or moving giving the audience another color on the canvas then get rid of it you see what Mm. i mean the bit's got to justify itself so like there has to be a bit there has to be a reason why you're doing this so i've got another bit in my new show which is like i'm i realized how envious i was of my toddler because her, her life she's living like a punk she's just answerable to no one that you know no, nothing matters she's got like an anarchist <laughs> spirit and like so i step back from that and go what's that say about me well well it says that you know i'm getting to the point now where you know, I, I'm I'm jealous of toddlers. You know, and and that that puts you in the middle of the bit. That that moves the story on because you're going like these guys. They are the ultimate in relaxation. And then all mm. it, it, you've got to make sure that you, the you are in the bit, and you you, the the bit sort of moves moves the audience on. Um, and that's the sort of stuff. Those are the sort of skills that I don't want to lose over these next three months of not gigging. So I was getting to that point where, yeah, you, you know that that sort of thinking was so ingrained in how I was writing that I need to make sure I maintain, I run the stuff I'm doing through that filter all the time now, because it, sto- yeah, it yeah. stops you writing generic stand-up that's a generic sort of bleat. Um, I mean, I'll give you another example: is I had a routine about going to festivals. And that never worked mm-hmm. that well because it was just a routine about feeling old at a festival. But as soon as I ch- yeah. soon as I changed it to people say there's a comfort in getting older. Well, not for me. I'm kicking against a person I used to be, and then I can talk right. about that. The stuff got funnier because it, it's it's so interesting. Just changing the context and the justification makes you makes yeah. the bit makes the bit have more weight. You know. So when did you discover that? Did so when you discovered that? Did you all of a sudden have a, like an epiphany of like, ah, oh, everything is now much funnier because I've yeah, I've I, I, th- that I out. think I think no, I think it, it's 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 touring, and it's doing Edinburgh shows. I mean, you've done more Edinburgh shows than I have, but a lot of it is touring and doing an hour and a half on stage on your own. You mm-hmm. you got you don't half get good at analysing your bits. And yeah, and I yeah. used to listen back to it, and that that's when it clicked for me. Is I, I, when I was funniest is when I <clears throat> I was in the bit and I was owning the bit and making the bit personal. And ah, and and then so it, you just observed it. You just right. observed it, and like I've got routines in my. <clears throat> I do loads of sort of observational stand up, but I'm trying to do it all through a prism of, you know, Scott Bennett's observational stand up. Not not something that. You know, it's interesting because this thing I've got to do in a couple of weeks' time, they want my my perspective on self isolation and my, and how I'm responding, and that's been a really mm. interesting thing to write because I can't do the stuff like oh yeah toilet roll. That's not what I what it's about. It's how you react yeah, you. psychologically in that situation, and that's a, that's exactly how I'd write an Edinburgh show anyway. Or how I'd write stand up for Edinburgh because you know yourself it That's has great, to be man. it has to be a cut above, doesn't it? It has to be, it has to be the most interesting bits of your set, I think. 
I do. Ob- yeah. I, I just do stand up that's stitched together. I don't try and do any sort of overarching message. But even so, it has to be stand up that you feel funny, mate. Say something. You do funny. Yeah, got to be funny on it. That's the first thing. It's got to be. It's got to be bloody funny. Yeah, that's people cracking, forget man. that though, don't they? That's. <laughs> I think people. I think, you know. I think so. Yeah. God, cool, man. God, I reckon we've got that. enough there. Yeah, I reckon I we have. Bloody... Oh. That was great, man. Oh, thank you. Mate. That was really good. Thank you, mate. Cool Top stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I love it, man. You have got something to say? It's good. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think I think it comes from just being a bit of a comedy nerd as well. I don't, I don't, I don't just do comedy because it, it's something you feel you can do. I do it because it's something I'm a bit passionate about, you know. And I've always been passionate about uh, it. But same, man. And since doing this podcast as well, I've I've really like I've I was always quite analytical, but I've really look at everything now. Yeah. It's a and science. It does, it, it's engineering. And then they, yeah. And then I go back through old bits, and I can re, I can really make old stuff work now. Yeah. Because I've worked out. It's exactly what you said. I mean, I I wouldn't use the same theory as you because that wouldn't work for me. As in, literally, what we we're just talking about. But there are similar things where I go, like actually, like when I said, just change it so I'm. It happened rather than I just thought this mm. thing. And that makes all the difference. All of a sudden, that goes from a little laugh to a banger. <clears throat> Absolutely, and and you, and I and I think it, it it is just having that it is just having that eye and that step. Loads of comics don't step back from their stuff. Loads of comics go, it works. I'm leaving it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's fine. But I think if you look at the people that are at the top of the game and who have been for years, like I know how much Sarah Millican works on her stuff because I've seen her doing it. Yeah. And I know how much Gary works on his stuff, and I know how much McIntyre engineers oh, his yeah. stuff. And and there's a reason why it's because they're obsessional, and you have to be with this. Is I think if you want to get, mm-hmm. if you want to have a long career, go God help, God hope there's a career when we go back to this man. I tell you, I, I hope we <laughs> can. I hope we can pick this back up where we left off. Do you think we can? I bloody hope so. I think so. I genuinely I reckon, do, man. It's, I think people will be crying out for gigs. I, I think so. it'll go through the roof. I hope because I tell you what, mate, it took me so long to make the decision to make this a job. And I agonised yeah. over it for so long. And then just started to become accustomed to it. And and then this shit goes down. But... I know, But, man. yeah. It'll I hope fine. so, yeah. Because I, I, I do miss it. I miss it more than I ever thought I would. Scott Benny! Hey, Hashtag Awooga! Hashtag Awooga, Scott Benny! Um, <laughs> good stuff. Joel has just informed me that his battery is very low, so we are going to cruise through this. Any feedback at Jokes with Mark? Thanks very much. Um, anything more for you, Joel? Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark for exclusive content. Oh, yeah, yeah. And put, it's put, a nice way to support the podcast if you've got a couple of spare quid. Down the back oh, of your sofa. Well, Down the back of your digital sofa. And I just put up uh, Reese James' uh, unseen yeah. uh, video footage from the episode where video we... Video footage? Wow. Where we run through about 13 minutes of, uh, of my jokes. There you go. So that's it. If you're not Good on the Patreon, that's what you're missing out on. Yeah. So there was more from you then, Joel. Uh, is there anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything from you, Mark? No, nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag Awooga, everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Get some sleep. <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.